Renata Holliday is a current master's student at the University of Michigan-Dearborn School of Business pursuing marketing, a mother of two, and has been named a CW plus Mary Lucille Randolph and Leah King Dean Memorial Scholar. With a past educational background in psychology and marketing, she has many experiences working in marketing and empowerment that have led her to today, where she hopes to pursue her ultimate goal of supporting other women through her own business and nonprofit. Welcome, Renata. Do you mind please introducing yourself and sharing what inspires, motivates you, and a little bit about how you got to where you are today? I'm Renata. I, as a young girl, I always struggled with image of self and self-image and self-esteem. And so when I got into my 20s, I was given an opportunity to run a community center and getting to know the young women and they were between the ages of nine and 13 and start seeing that at that age, they started to form thoughts about themselves or how they perceive themselves or how other people perceive them. And I thought it was really important to start doing things that incorporated self-love and acceptance of self and be happy for your differences. And you don't have to be like everybody else just so they can be comfortable within themselves, especially since I remembered so well because I got the position at a young age. But overall, over time, just working, experiencing different things, it always sat with me, the young girls. Even now, if I see any of the children from the center, it's many years later and they can still recognize me and call me out or just to even speak and to say that they appreciated the things that was done for them. And so basically that led me back to school got out, worked for a while, had two children back to back, became a single mom, and then decided that I really wanted to work for my own self as far as trying to find something of passion because most graduates graduate and you find a job because that's the most important, securing the income first. And then after that, you're kind of like, well, I'll just figure it out as I go. But once I had my children, they were the sure motivation that I want to leave a legacy or something behind for them to show them that anything you want to do, you can do if you just work hard to do it. So that's kind of how I got to where I'm at today as far as I'm going to get my master's. Me and another partner who I met at U of M, Emma Thompson, we've started T-Lab, Think Like a Boss, to inspire other women or to help them achieve longevity when it comes to career finances or overall, just anything within life. Like if we can be a source of empowerment for them or a network for them, because we've done a lot of things and through trial and error, maybe we could take out some of the trial and error for them and set them up on the right path. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at dancing on a shapewear line for women, because I know that when you feel good in your skin, it just exudes confidence. And that is something I'm very passionate about because two children back to back really worked out quite often. And I just started experiencing with different fabrics and different things and trying to figure out just what made me feel good and made me want to keep going. And that's kind of how I led off into the shapewear for women. So that's pretty much how I got to where I'm at today. I just want to be successful in whatever I do. And I know I needed the right tools to make sure that I was going in the right direction. And even as far as even being in the school of business, you never know who you're going to meet or who you'll come across that can also aid and assist 
or even just generally give advice to get you to the next step. Right. Great. Thank you for sharing all that. I'll definitely want to get more into T-Lab and the shapewear and ask you about that. But just going back to your work at the community center, can you just describe a little bit more what that work was like and how it affected your decision to return to school after? Well, I actually really walked into the position, so I was learning as I was going. The biggest thing was I figure out the funding and the support of the center because I literally ran it by myself. Just imagine a 20-some year old and they're like, here, here you go, see what you can do. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll try. Um, so it was really interesting. But one of the first steps I took was literally going door to door to every townhouse within the community, just because I wanted to know who the parents were, what are you looking to get from this center? And I feel horrible that it ended with me geared toward the young girls and not the young men, but I was having a harder time finding role models for the young men in the center. And so then it kind of just veered off where I started focusing on the young girls. And like I said, truly just because I remembered what it was like to be that age. I was the overweight little girl. I was just everyone's friend, you know, so definite, definite body issues were there and just even listening to these young girls who are nine and 13 and they were validating themselves with saying, oh, I have a boyfriend. Oh, you don't have a boyfriend? And it's like, oh, that's not the way. <laughs> it's like, you are worth so much more than having a boyfriend. Do you guys understand that? And that was where the empowerment part came in. Okay. You guys can be anything you want to be. You are someone without persons being next to you. You're worth so much more. And like I said, just because I remember the struggles of coming into coming of age and just some of the worries I had and not having any role models or anybody to lean or look toward. And so I just felt that was very, very important. And it just developed a want and a need to want to help young girls. Those, the ones who are overlooked, the ones who are forgotten the ones who are not getting the support they need to thrive. Because if you have the right person, I believe, in your corner, it could turn around a lot of things for a young woman. Wow, I love to hear that story. It's so obvious how all of your different experiences personally as well have affected your path and have changed your career goals. So that's lovely to hear. We know that then you went to work different marketing jobs, but ultimately wanted to run your own business. So do you have any advice for people or especially women in the same situation and how to pursue those dreams? It's never too late. Don't ever let anybody make you feel like it is too late to accomplish anything you desire. If you have a passion for it and you're driven, you can accomplish anything that you want. And I have to stand by it. I walk it. How do I do the things I do? I have no idea. Faith plays a great deal in my life because sometimes I go and go and go and realize all of the things I've done and it seems surreal. But I just know that I have these two little people who look at me daily and I'm their sole provider. And I just want them to know that if your mom can do it, you can do it too. And it is a struggle because right now they're six and five and mother is a huge support to me. And so I feel like if I get it out the way now, they'll have more of me as they grow, if that makes sense. <laughs> so I guess that's the way a, a mother is trying not to feel guilty about 
being absent, but still having to be the sole provider and just to try to get to a point where once I'm running my own things, I can include you guys in it that will be mine. And then you can actually have hands-on experience and see how to operate or to run anything. Actually, so many of my other questions were specifically about the same topic, just being a mother and what it's like to navigate being a businesswoman and a student and also a mother and kind of the specific barriers and challenges you have to overcome in order to be all of those roles at once. It's a lot of hats to wear at once. It is truly. My daughter, she's on the spectrum and she's nonverbal. So I am super, super blessed to have my mom because one of my biggest challenges have always been childcare by my daughter being nonverbal, even though her brother is capable of speaking. I'm uneasy about leaving my children with just anyone. So I've been very blessed that my mom has been my sole child care provider throughout it all. And just knowing that I'm in a gray area. And this is another thing that drove me to go back to school and want to own my own business. I'm in a position where I live in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where I make too much money for particular assistance, but not enough money to actually sustain. And it is hard trying to stay in that median, just trying to make sure my daughter gets the things that she needs. Because if I exceed by literally like $5,000, the benefits they receive can be cut off because now say I'm in another income bracket. And that's just not feasible. Like, so it's either go hard or go home. So now I have to go hard to make sure I can propel myself in a financial situation where I don't have to depend on anyone or anything else just to make sure my daughter is getting what she needs. It's wonderful to hear that you have your own mother there to help you. And I'm sure that influences how you parent in a wonderful way as well. So thank you for sharing that. And then I guess just moving forward, knowing all of these motivations and your personal background, can you go more into depth on what your future goals are and what has ultimately inspired you to pursue them? I know you mentioned T-Lab and the shapewear, if you want to talk more about those. And ideally, where would you see yourself in five years if everything worked out perfectly as you wanted it? In five years, if everything worked out as perfectly as I want, I will definitely have my master's degree in marketing. And the name of my shapewear line is called Naughty Body. And I will be a household name, making women, everyone feel wonderful. <laughs> and, but most importantly, T-Lab, we should be in a facility where we can run our seminars or just have a networking place for entrepreneur women who can kind of not say just vent, but maybe come reach out to people with the group because it's an exclusive group where we pick particular women. And so either you're already established or you're in a process of beginning or you're just an idea, but we're feeling like we can come to a point where maybe we can start consulting for other people who's outside of our network to still do the same thing. But as far as us and our network, we're not charging each other for any type of services. We're just utilizing what each person brings to the table to help each one of us strengthen where we're trying to get to. And 
before I worked as a bank teller supervisor and I started doing smart start classes about credit. And it just made me think about how that was not something that was included when I was being raised. Like my mom taught me how to pay bills, but no one ever taught me the importance of credit and building your credit up or your debt ratio and trying to keep it at a certain level. I want my children to be homeowners coming right out the gate. As soon as you're 18, 19, 20, come on, let's start looking at properties. Because once you can secure this, you will have a place that will always be yours, you know, where you're not paying a high market rent. But even when you get to the point, if you decide to go, now you have a rental property. Now you can actually draw an income. So that is really the focus of T-Lab, just exposing people to things that they didn't know was there that could help them get to the next level. But just like we're reaching out of hand, we expect you to reach a hand back out and just keep pulling other women up with you. So in five years, that's what I see. And just being able to actually enjoy life with my kids because working 40 hours a week, like that was one of the things that COVID made me realize that I was spending more time at a physical job than I was actually with my own two children. And this is even before I started the master's program. And so it was like almost a rude awakening that how us as an American society, we're always in a rush, go, 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 go. And it's like, we're not working to live. We're working to just maintain and get by. And that's not what life should be. Like, I want to expose my children to traveling and all these other things where they can say, mom actually enjoyed life. Or every time I saw her, she was just going, going, going. And it doesn't seem like she was happy. And I, I just don't want that. And it's funny because when I was an undergrad and I had friends who were parents and I said, I have no idea how they're doing this. I'm like, I don't have any kids. <laughs> I'm so struggling. And now I'm in their shoes and I see you look at these babies and it's just, I can't let them down. And that's all it is, even in my weakest moments. And it's like, I don't know how I'm doing this. And that's all it takes is just a smile or a hug or just, I don't think they understand that they're my strength. It's so unpredictable because even in my first semester, I experienced three deaths and I don't even understand how I completed the semester. I lost my grandmother and I lost both my brother and sister and I still push through and I'm definitely taking the summer off this summer semester just to take some time for self-care and that's the number one thing as far as being a single mother, working in school, self-care is key because I'm learning that when I am totally burnt out, I have nothing left to give. And if I don't care for myself, I am of no use to anyone, including my own children. And as a mother, sometimes you feel guilty for needing that moment, but it is definitely necessary. Definitely. Thank you. And it's funny because sometimes I don't feel worthy of these things. I just know I'm just trying to do my best. And that's it. Is there anything else that you would like to share today? Any final words of advice or any other stories? Well, as far as advice for student parents, I would definitely say a network of good friends 
a network of good friends who maybe also seek out other students who's in the class who have children as well. Just try to support each other because you definitely know what each other is going through. And transparency is always key. And especially with your professors, because, hey, real life happened. And as single parents, we don't always have the backup that we need and things happen. So stay transparent, always communicate and let them know what's going on as well, because none of your professors want to see you fail and they will definitely work with you. Great advice. Thank you. Well, that is all I have today, but thank you so much for being a part of this and for taking your time out of your very busy day. You are more than welcome.